please turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. We're going to begin in verses 1 and 2. The Apostle Paul writes there and he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And I want to focus on verse 2 now. And he says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable or pleasing and perfect will of God. The Apostle Paul says something very significant here. He says the only way that you are going to get into God's good, acceptable, or pleasing, or perfect will is through the renewing of your mind. Now the reason is that we lost something at the fall. And we're going to begin in Genesis chapter 1 today on our little journey and see what we lost and what we need to regain, what Jesus Christ did to bring it all back. Um, and having said all of that, I could keep preaching the whole rest of the message if I keep going. Let's, let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Let's see where we started out. Let's see why the Apostle Paul says we need a change of thinking. Amen. In fact, what's really important is that we change our paradigm. You go, you go what's that? A dime that took a parachute and jumped out of the <laughs> No, it's not that kind of paradigm. You know, it's our world view. It's the way we think about things. Do you understand? And that is one of the problems that we have. We've got this way of thinking that is worldly, that is natural, that is carnal. And, you know, uh, the Apostle Paul actually talks about all of this in Romans chapter 8 when he says we need to think about things above, not things below. We need to set our minds on things that are spiritual, not things that are carnal. Now, the difference is that, you know, in this world, people tell us that there are things that are impossible. Okay? You know when kids are growing up and they have this tremendous imagination, where do you think we got it from? That, you know, can I just say this? That was an evolution. That was God, <laughs> okay? That was God trying to, shine, trying to shine through us, and we just stamped it out. And so what happened was we lost something that we should have been actually developing from the beginning. Think about this now. Because remember Hebrews tells us, I believe it's Hebrews 11 and verse 1, says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In other words, the things that you imagine, listen, are the things that will become real in your life. So what did they say right at the beginning? Stop, you know, stop having all these silly imaginations. You've got you know, you to come to the real world now and, and live in the real world. What is the real world? It's a fallen world. The place that you were thinking about is actually the place where this world came from before it fell. See, the real, real world <laughs> is the realm of the spirit. God is spirit. God created everything. Everything natural came from there. I'm just going to call it there for the moment, okay? <laughs> All right? And so, we, we know, when kids imagine, they're actually in that place. They, they imitate God. Do you know when God called everything into existence, nothing existed? If God was like so many people today, he would have looked out and said, Whoo, it's dark out there. 
Oh, it's so dark. What do I do? I don't know what to do. It's dark. You know what he did? He looked at the darkness. And in the literal text, it doesn't say let there be light. He said, light be. And light was. And then, you know, with that light, he started creating everything. Because you can't do stuff in the dark. (laughs) Okay? All right. Was that the sun? No, no, no. That was before the sun. Isn't that interesting? I don't have time to preach on that today. Anyway, let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, and God said. Now, notice that this is God's idea. It's not up for debate. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think I don't care. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay? It says, and God said. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Stop there for a second. Okay, we, this is the first thing that you need to change your way of thinking. What did he say? Let us make man after, ooh, there's a monkey. Let's make him evolve from that. No, <laughs> okay. He never said that. He said, let us make man after our image, our likeness. Think about this now. And because of that, he says, let them have dominion and then he names everything the fish the birds everything everything that crawls okay everything and then notice he goes in to say so god created man verse 27 god created man in his own image in the image of god created him male and female created he them verse 28 and god blessed them can i can i get you to see the word them Okay, acknowledge the word them. God blessed them, and God said unto them, emphasis on purpose, okay? (laughs) You'll see why in a minute. Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. God said to them, subdue it, and have dominion over everything. Okay, fish of the feet, no, fish of the feet, fish of the sea. And the fowls and everybody else. Okay, so <laughs> the reason <laughs> I want to do two things here, family, because when the curse came, two things, two major things happened. We lost our position, and then we separated. We came against each other. And you know, men were saying, "Well, you know, we should be the head, and the women should be listening to us." And and even priests and and churches and stuff still preach that stuff today. Even though God said, and let them have dominion. It never said over each other. Did you all see that? Did you notice he said, let them have dominion? So they were to rule together. Well, who's the boss? Not you. (laughs) Okay. Listen, man, God is the boss. Do you know, I don't want the responsibility of being the boss. Can I just say that? Because if it's a mistake, then it's my mistake. And you better not blame, oh, it's the woman. Oh, you make all the decisions, but when it goes wrong, it's her fault. How does that work? And we'll leave it there. Because this, this is not that serious. All right, back to here. <laughs> hey, you guys prayed for this. You're getting it now. All right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so again, he said unto them, have dominion. The reason that I'm emphasizing this is because... One of the things that the enemy uses, okay, we know that's a devil, right? One of the things that he uses against women is, oh, you're meant to be in submission, blah, blah, blah. And he tries to get them into a place where he can control them. 
And then he, he, he speaks to the man and says, oh, you're the boss. Who the man? You're the man. <laughs> you are going to make all the decisions and don't worry about anything she says. And if it goes wrong, go then blame her, okay? That's okay. But, okay? And so see how this division comes in? And so everyone, you know, one is thinking more highly than he ought. The other one is thinking in submission all the time. Neither one is ruling in the way that they should under God. Did you all get that? See, when we make a decision... The first thing we do is not, you know, think about what do I want. I just go and say, God, what's your plan? Amen. Some days it's not mine. Some days it's Emily's plan. That's what he was. I'm like, can we change our mind? No. (laughs) Oh, Emily's my wife, by the way. All right, anyway. There's another Emily here today. Hello. (laughs) Do you understand? See, And then I don't try to convince God out of it because that's stupid. Amen. Do you know why? Because it won't work. How do you know? Because I did that before and it didn't work. So anyway, (laughs) who was that person? (laughs) Okay, all right. Hey, man, you know, it's, it's one thing to make a mistake. It's stupid when you make the same one twice. Don't even talk to me about three times. Anyway, right? Now, as to the word dominion, let me give it. See, I want to change your paradigm. I want to change the way you think. Before I can go on to the things I want to actually talk to you about, you need to understand who you are, what your position was, and what Jesus Christ came to die for and restore you to. You're never going to get restored to something if you never knew you were there. You know, you are like that. (laughs) uh, How can I put this? You are like that little baby that was royalty, that somehow got lost in the crowd. And the whole palace belongs to you. All the riches belongs to you, except they couldn't find you. And then you didn't know who you were because you grew up in some orphanage and you didn't know. And you're this little secret, you know, prince or princess that's got all of this wealth. You know, the, the movie Anastasia comes to mind. Yeah, somebody was thinking about that. Thank you, who was thinking I called it. Okay, you know... That, that was this, that was, that's the case with you. God created you in a certain way. Satan came and stole it all. Jesus Christ restored it all. And the devil kept it all hidden. Did you all get that? And so what, <laughs> what God is trying to do is find all these little Anastasias and, and men and, and, <laughs> and restore them back to the place they belong. Are you all here? Amen. So, all right. Let us continue. Okay, so as to the word dominion, it means, listen, okay? Let them have dominion. Remember that? Okay? It means sovereign and supreme authority, the power of governing and controlling, the power to direct and control. So it's not just governing, but directing as well. And also carries the meaning of ownership, as we'll see. Okay? All right. To put it another way, Adam and Eve were made, now I'm going to use this word with a little g, so don't everybody have a heart attack, okay? Adam and Eve were made God's little g of this world. Do you understand what the word God means? <gasps> That's that, no, 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 listen, a God simply is, see, you know how they say they talk about the gods of Egypt, okay? Those are the rulers of Egypt. They, they literally ruled, they had supreme rule. Nobody could, <laughs> you question them, you die. You know what I'm trying to say? That kind of rules. You know what I'm trying to say? And so that was the thing. Adam and Eve were made gods, little g, of this earth. Why? Because 
Who did they come from? What was the first thing I read to you? And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion down here. Can I, I'm going to add something now. Down here, the way I have dominion in heaven. And because they've got my DNA, they're going to want to rule something. <laughs> okay? See, that's the thing, man. You know, you got his DNA. You know how you say, oh, I got my father's genes, my mother's genes. Well, we all got God's genes. Yeah. Not the pants, you know. Okay? All right? <laughs> we got his genes to rule and reign, which is the, when the curse came, it twisted all of that and got people trying to rule each other. We didn't know how to work together as a team. See, the way God is ruling heaven is the way he designed us to rule the earth. We, we, when we fell, we didn't learn, we didn't know how to work with each other anymore. We, we came against each other and we were each trying to uh, enforce our will. That's what fallen man with disability does or with this drive does. However, the, uh, you know, when you are born again, when you come back into the kingdom of God, what happens is something really interesting. You realize that you are special, but you realize it's always everybody else. So how does that work then? That means that each one of us have a job to do. And we are each anointed to do something. John's an anointed. Okay? It means that you have an innate ability to do something. When you come in the kingdom, you get something. All right. <laughs> One of the gifts that God gives you is an ability, a spiritual ability on top of your natural ability. So you'll have some natural abilities before it and then added to that, not in, in place of it, but added to that, you'll have some kind of a spiritual ability as well. Hallelujah. Okay. And so you operate in two realms. And the thing is that the way this is to, was meant to work was that we all work together. So let's say if Chrissy is doing something, okay, and she's moving in her anointing, my job isn't, there, my job isn't to look at her and go, well, I could do better. <laughs> okay, that wasn't the thing. My job is, oh, she's working in anointing. Do you need help with something? I'll help her. Now, when I start doing something and I'm working in my anointing, she looks at me and goes, oh, he's working in his anointing. Do you need help with something? Because we want you to do the thing that you were created to do. I'm not going to try to duplicate you. I'm just going to help you do the thing you were created to do. And as we help each other, watch this now. We begin to fulfill not only God's call in our life, but the blessing. Bless you. The blessing we were meant to be to everybody else. See, everything that you have in you is there not just for you to shine, but for you to bless others with. Joe, get this? Okay, and that's how the thing works. So instead of, you know, me looking at Chrissy and going, oh, she seems to shine brighter than me. And all, all that garbage, jealousy and, and strife and division and everything else. I look at her instead. This is the way it's meant to work. I look at her and go, oh, you can do that? Oh, hallelujia. Thank God, because I really, I was going to use a bad word. I, I'm really bad at that. You all know what I was thinking, right? Okay. <laughs> Stop with the nest. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> you know, you think I'm really, and thank God she's got it. So I don't have to see how it takes pressure off me. While we're fighting each other, I'm trying to do everything when there are people around me that can do stuff. 
And if we just work together, I'll get my rest. And she'll walk in her anointing. And what I do outside of my anointing is what burns me out. That's where burnout comes from. When you do stuff outside of God's anointing. Joe with me? Okay, so I just want to give you the way. This is how God created it. This is what he planned to happen. And what went so wrong. And this is what he reinstated when Jesus Christ went to the cross. And we, we got saved. This is what we came into. And this is why we need to change our mind. We need to change our thinking. We need to change the paradigm. You know, the worldview that we have, it all needs to change. We need to stop doing what the world did. And we need to start doing what God tells us to do. Because it blesses us. Amen. And you know what? People like people who are generous. Amen. Normally like a sourpuss. Okay, so, <laughs> so I, I'm going to give you scripture for this. So as I said before, Adam and Eve were made with a little g, gods over this earth. And why it says in John chapter 10 verse 34, I'll give you scripture for everything. John chapter 10 verse 34. Jesus answered them. Listen, this is who? Jesus. Okay, this is not a person. This is <laughs> not some ordinary person. This is Jesus. This is God come in the flesh. Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law, I said, you are gods. Notice the little g. Did you all get that? See, because that's what they were. They were made, because God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, which means if he is God, so are they. But not like him, under him. Get, get it? Okay. In other words, since we were created in the image and likeness of God, we were just like him, had his own DNA, as it were. But sadly, after the fall, as recorded in Genesis chapter 3, mankind lost everything, including their position and also their ability to think like God. And so now we have God saying, this is really sad, in Isaiah chapter 55. Let's go look at verses 8 and 9 quickly. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9. God now says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Isn't this sad? Do you know at the beginning, man's thoughts were his thoughts? Man's ways were his ways. What else did they know except what God gave them? Are you with me? I want you to see the separation now. This is, you know, this has been used in so many ways to say, oh, God is so amazing and we're so useless. And to a degree, that's right, but this is something else is going on here. God is saying, do you not realize how much you've fallen? I didn't create you this way. This is what happened to you because you disobeyed me. Get it? The reason I'm saying that is because he wants you to get back up to the place where your thoughts are my thoughts. Your ways are my ways. You all with me? Okay, so let me just read this first. So he says again, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways uh, my ways, says the Lord. Verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth. I really like the way this is put. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Set your mind on things above. Did you get that? Not on things below, because that's where God's thoughts are. And he's saying, my thoughts are up here. Come think like this. Remember, again, the Bible tells us that we have the mind of Christ now. 
See, no matter, you might say, well, I'm really stupid. Well, you know, stop confessing that over yourself. <laughs> when you got saved, something in you changed. You now have God's mind. Can I put it another way? You might have been a chicken running around on the earth, okay, all this time. When you got saved, see, the, a new creation took place. Do you know what that means? It means, and I'm going to use bird analogy, okay? All right, <laughs> okay. I'm not calling you a chicken, by the way. All right, but, you know, the chicken did, wasn't, you know, made an amazing chicken after that. It turned into something totally different. It turned into an eagle. Listen, but if that chicken who has become an eagle now doesn't get lessons in eagle, it's going to stay down there like a chicken for the rest of its life. Even though now... If a storm comes when all the chickens are running to hide, this bird now has the ability to flap and climb above the storm. I'm giving you gold here, okay? All right? See, it doesn't have to weather, quote unquote, the storm. It's got the ability to rise up over the storm. But nobody taught it. It didn't go to eagle school. At Full Life Global Eagle Ministries. No. <laughs> okay, no. Nobody told it, you can do this. Yeah, but, I, you know, look at all me rallies. They're all chickens. What makes me think I can do anything different? Because you are a new creation. All things have passed away. He said, behold means look and see. Everything in you now is new. And everything is of God. Everything is of eagles. Says they shall mount up on wings as eagles. Isaiah. Amen. That's why I'm using eagle. Do you get this? You are a different bird. I know that sounds really Aussie. Check the bird. No. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Okay, you are you are a different species of being. You're no longer a chicken. Are you all with me? Don't just stand around looking to lay eggs and, and you know make a meager living. You become something different. You need to learn to accept that identity. See, this is a, the chicken needs a change of paradigm. Get it? It needs to realize that it no longer belongs to the world of chickens. It now belongs to the world of eagles. How do eagles behave? Oh, we hunt? <laughs> you mean we can carry that thing off the ground? <laughs> you know, eagles can carry some real heavy things. They swoop, you better duck. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, who ducks for a chicken? Usually we're chasing them, trying to kill them. Kentucky Fried Chicken, okay? <laughs> okay? But eagles, sweetheart, <laughs> they'll hunt you. Don't mess with them. Do you get it? That's why when you become a recreated human being, when you become this new creation, you become something that should not be messed with. Unless you don't know. Unless you still think you're a chicken. Get it? Okay. So that's why we need to, I, my job is to change the way you think and to help you to step into your new identity. Hallelujah. That you say, hey, hang on a second. Just because everybody around me is falling or failing, a thousand may fall at one side, ten thousand at the other, but... Not you. Not you. You're something else. Do you hear me? Okay. 
I've said something here, and I need to, uh, allow me to read it, please. The reason is that God's thoughts and God's ways remained supernatural, while mankind's became natural and subject to the world around them. Listen. And so now, much of what God tells us seems to defy logic, and even seems to be the furthest thing from what we call common sense. Did y'all get that? See, let me use my chicken and eagle example, okay? Because you're something different now, God takes you up to the, up the top of a cliff and says, jump. He goes, no way! That's suicide. <laughs> Listen, okay? See, for a chicken to jump off a cliff is defying logic. That doesn't make sense to the chicken. The chicken goes, I jump, I die. What do you want to do? Trying to kill me? What is wrong with you? <laughs> okay? All right. No. But God is saying, you know what eagles do? They'll pop their little guys out of the nest so that they'll fly. Of course, they'll catch them just before they hit the ground. If they don't, by the way, otherwise, you know, there won't be any eagles today. All right? <laughs> but, and God will do the same thing for you. He'll pop you out of the nest. He wants you to fly. But understand something. If you don't know how to, he'll, he'll rescue you, bring you up and say, okay, let's go back to school. Go back to church. Learn some more. Go see that video series again. You obviously missed something. Okay. <laughs> all right. Are you all with me? Okay. And so he'll do that for you. He, and the thing is, what he wants us to do is not keep going back to being a chicken. Not keep pulling our feathers in and going, we can't do this. We can't do this. I can't do this. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. That doesn't help. He's saying, let go. Spread your wings. Watch what happens. In fact, if you spread your wings... Every little chicken down there will be looking and going, whoa, impressive wingspan. How come we don't have that? <laughs> you know? And maybe, maybe, just maybe, they too will want to be who you are. Maybe they'll get tired of being a chicken. Because they're seeing an eagle flying. And they say, every time we have problems, you just fly over the thing. We're down here getting stoned and pelted, you know, <laughs> with hail. And you're up there. You know what the eagles do? They lock their wings. Do you know how they can go up in the atmosphere and they literally, they don't flap, they don't, <laughs> is this over yet? Okay, <laughs> that's not how the eagle works, man. He goes up, he'll flap, get up there, and then he'll go click. And that's it, we're gliding now. Oh, they're champion gliders. And they use the updraft and the wind above to just stay there. You know, they're like, woohoo, having a great time. Well, all the chickens and the relatives down there are getting pelted. With hail and stones, and <laughs> okay? We had some of those down here, didn't we? It was pretty bad. Things broke. But you know, for, for the eagle, no problem. He was somewhere else. Are you all with me? Had to change his way of thinking. We need to do the same in order to get up there. See, if we were born eagles, that's different. But we weren't. Because of the fall, we were all born chickens. Okay, and, but there was a miracle waiting for us. That's why it's silly when one chicken, you know, when an eagle comes and starts to witness to a chicken, and the chicken says, I'll just do good works, and I'll become an eagle one day maybe, or something. I don't know, maybe I'll learn to fly. You can't, you have to actually change who you are. That's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. No matter how many good works you're doing, it ain't enough to, for this to happen. This needs to happen. You need to become something different. Amen? Let's continue. Hope you're getting something out of this. All right. 
That's what the Apostle Paul meant when he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. Let's turn there quickly. I'm running out of time. I, I got another five pages to go. Really? Seven minutes? We shouldn't have started so many times. No. <laughs> that was something else. All right. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27. It says, listen, listen. It says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. Do you know what that means? See, God's ways are so much higher than our ways. We think we're wise in the things that we do and in the way that we live. And God looks at all of that and says, it's so much lower than where I want you to be. Now, let me just come against something else. I'm going to kill a sacred cow right now. All right? <laughs> I like doing that. I like barbecuing cows like that. But listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> One of the things is that... Now I've lost my thought. That's right. Okay. One of the things is that, <laughs> is that when you come to God... What, this is the reason why I didn't come to God to begin with. Because they said that when you come to God, you got to give everything up. you got to be poor. you got to scratch out a living. And you need to be thankful that you're poor and, and have a horrible time down on this earth. And just, just be there looking after your four and no more until you get to heaven. And then you'll be blessed. And I thought, forget that. I don't need more trouble. i got trouble enough. You know, Chuck, I don't need God to come and add to my troubles. Honestly, that was my thought. And then I realized, uh, that wasn't God. <laughs> a man of God preached it, but it wasn't God. He was trying to do the exact opposite. No matter how, you know, how, how much I thought of myself and how high I thought I could get, God's going, is that it? That's as, that, that's as far as you think you can go? Let me get all over you. Let's see how we can go from there. <laughs> okay? See, he, the, the thing that he doesn't want, see, he's not against us being wealthy. He doesn't want wealth to have us. It's okay for us to have wealth, but it's not okay for wealth to have us. That's it. Once that's over with, then he will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that, you know, he says, for your sake, he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Not barely get along, <laughs> okay, but rich. I mean, he wants you to be rich. You know when they talk about rich and famous? Your picture should be there. Oh, look, that's me. <laughs> okay, that's not my best side. But anyway, never mind. <laughs> oh, come on, ladies. You know, <laughs> Do I look fat in that picture? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> we all think that, don't we? <laughs> well, it's not just the ladies, man. It's all of us. Anyway. <laughs> But, you know, when that, that's what this is. Do you understand that this is what God wants for you? This is what God's blessing was meant to be. Do you know that that's, what, that's the reason when God created mankind, he put him in a garden and it wasn't poverty. It was lush. It was everything anywhere it belonged to them. In fact, I need to get to a... Um, oh, I'm not going to get there today. Never mind. Let's keep reading here. Let me see. Where, three minutes. Thank you. All right. Let's just see where we can get to. I'll come back, okay? I'll, I'll go on, on YouTube and see the rest. All right. So <laughs> Notice again, it says, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, 
and the base or insignificant things of the world, the things which are despised or treated with contempt, God has chosen. All the things that man puts down, God chooses. In fact, that's one of the things that happens when you start to walk this life, is that you might find people criticizing you and putting you down, but understand something, that's what God have, has asked you to do. And even though you may look dumb on the front side, you're going to be like Superman on the back side. Things are going to happen that they're going to go, wow, how did that happen? Through faith, okay? We'll talk about that when we get to it. And I love the last part. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. Wow. Things that are not. There was no light. Do you know that when God said light be, he brought to nothing all the darkness. And he brought light into this universe. Every time he spoke something, it happened. It didn't say that God then went on to get his chemistry set out. Okay, and then he started mixing these little things. And whoa, look at that, a light. Let's see how that goes. Okay, and then God said, hmm, I wonder how I can make a tree, a tree, how to make a tree. No, it, if you look at Genesis, every time God created, it says, and God said, and it came. God's way of doing things is through your, his words. That's the reason Jesus said, Whoso, in Matthew, uh, Mark, Matthew, Mark chapter 11, verse 23, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says will come to pass. He'll have whatever he says, because that's how God works. And God made man in his own image and after his own likeness. And in the same way that God says, and it came, man was meant to say, and it came. Instead, because we fell, we had to now work to get things. We couldn't speak them into being. We just had to work to get them because we lost that. And so when you're speaking something into being, people look at you and go, that's really dumb. I think that means you lost a few marbles, you know. So please don't make a big thing out of it. Don't yell it at the top of your voice. God's not hard of hearing. I've said that over and over again, okay? Just quietly say something and you speak. And it's the faith, not... Not just the words and how loud they are, but it's the faith that accompanies the word that causes those things to come to pass. Are you all with me? I've run out of time, but that's why those things look foolish to the world. Because while they're trying to come up with a solution using their brain and intellect, and please don't not use your brain, okay? God doesn't like dumb people. He'll make you smart if you're dumb, <laughs> okay? Can I say that? Except your smarts will go way beyond what you were before. You know, some people think, oh, God's just looking for dumb people. No, no, no. He's looking for smart ones that he can make smarter and anybody else that he can make smart, <laughs> okay? He wants people to be smart because he created them after his image and likeness and he's not dumb. Oh, yes, brother, there's religion and then there's science. Science came from there. You know, God put everything into motion, all the planetary laws, everything in physics and chemistry and biology and everything else came from him. It was his intellect that put it all into being. We're just discovering it and we think we're so smart because we found something that was already there. <laughs> and then claim it as ours and patent it and copyrighted it. 
God said, I had the copyright on that first. <laughs> Scrape that off. <laughs> okay? Are you all with me? See, we need to understand this family. We need to understand that all things were created by him and all the laws that govern them and for him. And if they were created by him and for him, then they were created by him and for you. And you're going to find that out next week. We're going to see some scripture. i got to stop here. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed.